I want to start start this one with kind of a story. So uh, there's this building, and there's different staircases that get to the top of the building. Um, one person takes staircase A, um, another person takes staircase B, and they both get to the top. And then at the top, they argue over what staircase was better to take. But the argument kind of goes nowhere because ultimately they both got to the top of the building. I think this applies to diet and exercise and what makes it so kind of confusing in the information age is there's a lot of different staircases that you could take to get to the top. The top could mean getting to a body fat level that you're content with. The top could mean, you know, putting on the amount of muscle you want. The top could mean performing in a sport or just in daily activity the way you want to. But there's many different staircases that you could take from a dietary standpoint and an exercise standpoint. And a lot, of, a lot of the research will say, well, when we look at it, this staircase right here, it's a little bit better to take. You know, maybe it's a little bit shorter of a route. For you specifically, maybe the way this staircase is built, it's probably easier for you to get these stairs. Maybe there's a few less turns. Uh, maybe you're less intimidated by this staircase because of the way it's built and the way it kind of looks, the way you perceive it. But the thing is, all these different staircases, they eventually make it to the top. And you can, in a sense, make it work, even if it's not the ideal staircase. And I think that's a lot of the times what, what the science and research is trying to show us is, okay, this is probably the best or, or a better way to do it. But that doesn't mean you can't do it the other way. And I want to share uh, a personal story of mine uh, where this was the case, but research kind of came out showing that the way that I did things and a lot of people, thousands of other people who got lean this way, it turns out it wasn't the best staircase to take, but people still made it to the top. So about 10 years ago, um, I still follow the guy now, a guy by the name of Martin Burkan, leangains.com. You can even go on to it now. He still has a big following. He has a book out, which I recommend. He's, uh, you know, back in the day, a lot of people really looked up and they still look up to him now. You know, he's a super shredded guy from Sweden, uh, could deadlift at the time, you know, 600 for reps. And now I think he deadlifts 750 pounds. So, you know, a very lean, strong guy, super smart, would always have, you know, blog posts uh, with references right there. I, I always enjoyed his style of writing. You know, me and my friends every week, we would be, you know, pumped up for the next Martin Burkan blog post. You know, he was kind of the, he was the guy who kind of brought intermittent fasting onto the map because a big part of his program was kind of eating in an eight hour window and he explained for himself personally that 
eating breakfast just didn't work for him. So he would usually skip breakfast, you know, just have coffee. Um, and then he would eat usually two to three meals a day. So maybe that's lunch, four o'clock and eight o'clock, or just lunch and dinner. Um, Fast forward 10 years later to now, um, the science actually shows that it's actually better if you can actually front load your calories a little bit, meaning under the original lean gains protocol, you would skip breakfast, uh, have lunch, maybe eat again mid-afternoon and dinner or lunch and dinner. So you're kind of you know, backloading your calories in a sense. But if you took that same diet and pushed it to earlier, so meaning instead of eating from, say, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m., you know, if you ate from, say, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., or or just shifted it a little bit earlier, um, studies show that our thermic response to Food is higher in the morning, so meaning our bodies kind of heat up a little bit more in the morning. Uh, that can lower the the net the net calories after you account for how much how much is expended breaking down the food. So you, there might be a slight advantage as far as uh, calories out to eating earlier. Um, also, eating earlier um, in some cases is shown to be better for nutrient partitioning. This might be just because we're more meant to kind of eat uh, more of our calories earlier, say when the sun's coming up or earlier on the day, um, just the way it is with our circadian rhythm, nutrient partitioning is generally better earlier on than later. But I think this kind of all circles back to the kind of staircase thing. So, the the science is showing that calorie front loading or early time restricted feeding is superior to calorie back loading and later time restricted feeding however and this is the big part um this is the big part is that doesn't mean people can't get really really lean and strong with calorie calorie backloading with the lean gains approach of skipping breakfast. Um, it's really just a different staircase. And maybe, you know, maybe the staircase takes a little bit more work. You know, maybe your diet isn't as thermic. Maybe you need to work a little bit harder in the gym to make up for, you know, maybe nutrient partitioning isn't as good because you're eating more calories later. But I think at the end of the day, it's not like these people have to go back and redo their fat loss diet or their muscle gain diet because they didn't do it exactly in line with the current science or the current, what the current science shows is that eating earlier instead of later is moderately better for nutrient partitioning and the thermic effect of food. And it also has a you know slew of other things that might benefit um, or will benefit your circadian entrainment. Um, you know, because real, realistically, you want to align yourself with the day. But with that being said, it's really about people reaching their goals. And it's not a huge deal if you don't take the right staircase. Um, I think too often we'll get caught up in the science or the research and say, oh, well, this is the 
well, we think this is the best way to do it, but you don't necessarily have to follow the quote unquote best way to do it. If that doesn't, you know, work for you and your current lifestyle. So let's say the lean gains protocol, which is still followed by thousands and tens of thousands of people who get lean and strong, uh, they skip breakfast. They just enjoy having just a coffee and then eating their more of their calories at lunch and dinner or lunch, mid-afternoon snack and dinner. Is this in line with the current research on uh, circadian rhythms um, and the advantages for the thermic effect of food and nutrient partitioning? No, but can can you make it work, especially if you're training hard in the weight room, which basically is a very potent stimulator of nutrient partitioning itself, meaning, yeah, maybe it's not the best to eat all your calories later in the day, but if you lift weights like an animal before dinner, before a larger dinner, you're going to help shuttle that extra, that extra energy towards building muscle as opposed to storing body fat. So I think, that, you know, there's little, there's nuances also as to why uh, Martin Burkhan's lean gains um, Salvini was so successful because he was so adamant and really pushed all his followers to lift weights progressively. So maybe, maybe the fact that, okay, maybe the fact that their calorie backloading wasn't such a big deal now because they have such great nutrient partitioning from lifting weights. Meaning if you're doing squats, deadlifts, bench press, weighted chin-ups in a progressive format, your body is probably going to figure out how to build muscle, even if you're not eating at the perfect time. Perfect time, um, You know, so I think that's also a huge component, too, of why that program is so successful. Uh, without going on too much of a tangent here, I just want people to understand that, you know, sometimes what works for you might not always align with the current research and science. And that's not a big deal. Um, my, me, myself, I followed the lean gains pro protocol for almost five years. Now, I now after looking more into the research and kind of speaking with different people and their perspectives and really reconsidering it, I, I usually eat um, a little earlier now, like I do eat breakfast or brunch. Um, and I'll try not to uh, backload my calories as much as I did years ago. Do I think I could still get to the top of the building on both protocols? Definitely. Do I think eating a little bit more or at least evenly spacing my calories out is makes it a little bit easier because it's an easier staircase? Yes. So that's why I kind of made that change. But Looking back, it's not like I have to give back that that fat loss or that muscle gain that I that I got on lean gains. Um, and I think you should really consider this when you're aiming to lose body fat, gain muscle, or even just maintain your physique. Is we're all trying to take a staircase to the top of the building, and it's not a huge deal if the stairs that you take has a couple extra turns or maybe it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Some approaches might be more aligned with, you know, the current research and science and it might be a little bit easier, but I think at the end of the day is 
reaching your goals and reaching the top is more important than the exact staircase that you took. And for some people, they just align better with different staircases, even though it's not the best staircase, meaning you take staircase A and it had extra turns and maybe the angles were different. It was a little bit more difficult, but for whatever reason, it's just the staircase that you took to get to the top. So it's not like you need to go back and redo it. It's not like you have to go back to the bottom of the building and reclimb the better staircase. You already made it to the top. I think that's more the case than not. In a lot of times with body recomposition is, you know, you're putting your best foot forward, but in reality, you don't really know all the ins and outs. You don't know what you're doing is, is exactly the best. You don't know if you're following the quote unquote best diet or best exercise program or sleeping protocol. You know, at, at best, it's probably, you know, um, a guess or an educated guess, you know. So I think is, yeah, use the science and research, you know, and what you hear to your advantage. And if it makes things easier, great. But also don't get um, don't get beaten down by it. Meaning if you're doing great on staircase A and you hear some information and it's making you think, Oh man, I really need to stop this, but you're you already have momentum on staircase A. You could, could just continue on staircase A. You don't have to be stopped by information. So consider it, consider the different perspectives, but ultimately body recomposition is about getting to the top of the stairs, getting to that top of that building, uh, whether that's fat loss, muscle gain, or or just maintaining a, a physique that you worked for. So consider you know, the research, the current research, the science, consider what the experts have to st- have to say. And, you know, you, we really should, uh, you know, respect and listen to what, you know, these really smart people have to say. But at the same time, there's nothing that says you have to take the best staircase to get to the top. The only thing that's going to happen if if your diet isn't exactly the, the best or in line with, okay, you tinkered it to be this perfect diet or this exercise protocol is amazing. The only thing, the only thing that happens is your staircase is just a little bit different. And so what, maybe you have to take a couple extra turns or deal with a couple different angles, or it's a little steeper at certain points. So you work a little bit harder and you, and you grind it out and you make it work. So I think that's really kind of the key is get to the top, if you can pick the staircase that's easier, that's great. But a lot of times we just don't know. So you kind of just go with what's working for you. And uh, if you get to the top, you know, that's awesome. It's, and realize you don't have to redo it now just because after the fact, something else better came out. You know, you took staircase A, you get to the top of the building. person who took staircase B is going to be saying, I can't believe you took that staircase. There was extra turns. Um, you're not going to go back to the bottom of the building to just take staircase B. You already made it to the top. So keep that in mind. And um, whatever's working for you, keep going with it. Uh, because if it gets you to the top, that's what counts. And you don't have to redo it because there was a better staircase, if that makes sense. So consider the research, consider the science, consider quote unquote best practices You don't have to follow them if something's working for you. And especially if you get to the top of the building, you know, it's like you're not going to go back and redo it. So I think that's a very important thing to understand. And I think lean gains 
uh, Lauren Burkhan's protocol and the tens of thousands of people who got shredded and jacked off it off of it is clear clear evidence of of this that sometimes the quote unquote best approach still gets people to the top and produces amazing results. Early time restricted feeding, calorie front loading, studies are now beginning to show is better for nutrient partitioning, um, better for body composition when uh, calories are equalized. But with that being said, there's a ton of people who have got it shredded and jacked with calorie backloading and Martin Burkhan's protocol of skipping breakfast and just eating lunch and dinner or lunch, mid-afternoon, and nighttime snack. Did they have to work a little bit harder to get to the top of the staircase? Probably. But do they do they care at all when they're at the top of the staircase now and they're lean and jacked? No. So keep that in mind. Consider the science, and if it helps you get to the top, get to the top. But if what you're doing is getting you to the top and it's not perfectly in line with what person A or B says, whether that's diet or exercise or lifestyle – it's really not a big deal because you're reaching your goals and you're getting to the top and that's what counts. So consider that, maybe apply it to your situation, you know, stick with the staircase that you're taking because it's working for you. Uh, if you want, you know, maybe you could consider these other perspectives and how it could potentially make it easier for you. But you don't have to take the quote unquote better staircase to get to the top. You just got to be consistent. You got to be willing to work hard and keep pushing forward. Because in the end, that's going to be more important for you getting to the top of the stairs. You give someone the best staircase in the world, but if they're not willing to put in the work and be consistent and take those steps, it doesn't matter how perfectly constructed that staircase is, the person will never get to the top. As opposed to, okay, this person's taking this staircase. It's a little bit more difficult. There's a couple more turns. But that person's willing to put in the hard work. They're willing to take consistent steps. They're going to get to the top either way. So good luck with whatever staircase you choose, whether that's front-loading more of your calories, back-loading more of your calories, evenly spacing your calories. I think at the end of the day, if you're pushing, if you're willing to put in the work, work hard and be consistent, I think you'll get to the top of the building. So good luck, everyone. Stay safe. Stay healthy.